Welcome to Box Press Radio. I am Dan, and with me today I have Ram. Uh, Ram, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your brand? Hi, how are you, everybody? Um, well, uh, I'm Ram Rodriguez, uh, Dominican and president of Tabacadera El Artista. Um, I've been in the cigar business my whole life uh, in a company that was founded by my grandfather in 1956. And, uh, well, basically what I do is I make cigars and I enjoy smoking them. As we all do. (laughs) That's correct. So, Ram, uh, it says here that you are one of the youngest cigar factory presidents ever, maybe the youngest ever. I'm not really sure. I, I can't really fact check that. Um, but you're 25, which is really super incredible. That's, that's really incredible to be a president of a company at 25 years old. What, what is that like? And how did that happen? Also, I need to know. Uh, well, uh, first I have a, maybe a, probably since I'm, I was 14, uh, working uh, in the factory. I mean, okay. not like seriously working, you know, just, like a part-time, uh, uh, coming in, coming out all the time. Uh, uh, after I graduated from from school, uh, I went to college, and it was kind of the same deal. Uh, my last two semesters in school, um, I took the job a little bit more serious. Um, my father uh, was the one running the company back then. Uh, he made the, the decision of, of a... a trying to, to make me get ready to, to become the president of the company. So it's kind of a very big responsibility. Uh, uh, actually, like, w- w- when I'm with my friends, and they kind of ask, ask me the same, like, like, like uh, w- what do you feel about having in, in your hands uh, the, the job of, of around uh, uh, 500 people? Uh, it's, it's quite a very big responsibility for somebody for somebody with my age but but i feel very good and and i think i've been i've been doing good so far and how long have you been uh doing that by the way uh i have uh, like a year and a half already okay as a president yeah i mean that's that's so impressive i i mean when i was 25 and granted it's not that long ago i'm only 30 um you know, I, I don't think I would ever be comfortable running a company, especially with 500 people's jobs on the line. Um, you know, just that's a huge responsibility and, you know, a huge time commitment. That's a lot of work. There's so much to do. Um, you know, I, I really can't imagine. That's very impressive. I'm I'm really, really uh, incredulous at how, how much work that must be. Um, and and having friends and time for friends is also very impressive. I, I'm really really happy to hear that. <laughs> so um, so you're the third generation owner, and the factory is celebrating its 60th anniversary, which is really really awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the company? A little bit about the 60th anniversary? If you guys are doing anything special? Sure, sure thing. Uh, well, uh, my grandfather uh, founded the company in the 1956. Uh, he ran it for for uh, some decades, uh, and then my father took control of it in 1984, I believe. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, in 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 those time, when my my grandfather uh, had the company, it was only like a small 
a factory making cigars for the local market. Uh, my father took the next step and they started selling in, in the whole island, in the whole Dominican Republic. Uh, after that, in the 90s, uh, it, with the cigar boom, we okay. started exp- exporting our products. So uh, it, it, it was very good years. I, my father actually had a, even a couple of cigar shops in New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah. After the cigar boom, things got a little bit harder in, in, in the United States. Uh, we started focusing in Europe. My father, a, a joint venture with a, a, with a European company. Uh, they opened a, 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 an office in Madrid, in Spain. We were doing very good there. After the, the Spanish recession, uh, which is something when the, the economy there is actually very bad still. Uh, by then we all uh, were also doing very good in in the United States. So uh, in the U.S. markets, we were doing a lot of projects with private labels, right. mainly. Um, that's currently like our situation. We have a little bit of market in Europe, in Russia, and Hong Kong, and. Uh, also in the United States, which is our biggest market, and the sales here in the Dominican Republic are still very important for us. Okay, that's very interesting. I, that's something I've always been kind of curious about. Is um, you know, obviously in Nicaragua, it's more of a production company, and they don't really, you know, I don't believe they're selling a lot of their products to their own people. Um, it's largely an export for them. Yes. Um, so it's it's fascinating to me that you know there's other countries out there where you can you know make your cigars and sell them to your own countrymen as well as uh, export them. That seems like a huge advantage to me. It is, and actually, here it's not like a huge market, but right. um, we sell in around I'll say like sixty-five to to seventy points of sales in the in the whole island. The main ones in the in in the capital in Santo Domingo, which is the biggest city. Uh, and yes, I mean uh, there is some market here. It's not a huge market, but but, but it is. Uh, I'll say that around at least the f- three or four percent of the production of uh, of our productions uh, stays here in the in the Dominican Republic. Oh wow, that's very interesting. Um, that's very cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the cigars that you guys do make? I, I'm honestly not familiar with them. I, I haven't, uh, I had not heard of them until I talked with Kevin. Uh, so I, I'm not super familiar, but I'm definitely going to have to give them a shot. Yes, please. Uh, well, uh, probably you're not familiar with some of our brands, but uh, actually our main business is private labels. We are manufacturing around 7.5 million cigars every year. Uh, so there's a big chance you, you have tried some of our products. Yeah, I, I suppose there would be then, yeah. Yes. Um, it, right now, the, the, the two main products we are working with is Pulita 60 Aniversario, uh, which is uh, a cigar to honor my my grandfather and founder of the company, uh, Ramon Pulita Rodriguez. And we also have uh, a new project with David Ortiz, the Big Papi. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Very familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Pulita is a medium to full body cigar. It's uh, made with Negrito wrapper, which is a highly, a very unknown wrapper from the Dominican Republic. 
very rare, but with a very distinctive and good taste. Uh, and it's made with a blend out of six different tobaccos. Uh, it's a very bold and complex smoke. It's very, very good. On the other side, we have a Big Papi by David Ortiz, which is a medium body cigar made uh, with a Habano Claro wrapper from Ecuador and a blend of Dominican and Nicaragua uh, fillers. Okay. Um, very cool. And I was I was taking a look through the uh, the um, catalog that you guys have available on your website, which is new and very nice, by the way. Um, Thank you. Looks great. Um, and I see there's the Exactus. Yes. Uh, uh, that and Puro Ambar uh, are our, our oldest brands. Mm-hmm. We actually started having our own brands around four years ago. But it was more like a side project, you know, uh, uh, kind of like a little hobby uh, sure. uh, we had, uh, just uh, to have something with our with our face, other than 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 the products we're manufacturing to 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 many clients. Right. Uh, right now, we took the decision of of uh, taking uh, that part of business a little bit more serious. And that's when we decided to introduce these new two new products to to be included in our in our catalogs. Uh, we have uh, we manage our own distribution in the U.S. market uh, with a company in a, a which which we run in in Miami. Okay. Um, a, all these products are now available uh, for the U.S. market, including the ones you're seeing there in the catalog. Right. Okay. Uh, very, very interesting. So, um, I'm a little bit curious. Um, and if you have any other, any other cigar info or anything else you want to talk about, please feel free. Um, but I, I am a little bit kind of curious about what kind of, uh, things do you like to do? Um, you said you went to school, so I'm curious what you went to school for, but I'm also curious what your hobbies are like. Um, what do you do when you're not making cigars or running a company? Uh, well, uh, yes, I, I went to, to school. Uh, I first studied in a, in a community college in upstate New York. Uh, I have a SA degree in business administration. Uh, then I came back to the Dominican where I studied industrial engineering, uh, okay. in, in PUCMM, which is, uh, a, one of the best schools here in, in the island. So I'm an engineer. Uh, I actually really like that. I mean, I love numbers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, on my free time, uh, I am actually building a, a Mustang, a 1966 Mustang. That's kind of my main oh, thing. Wow. Right? Yeah, my main thing right now. Yeah, believe me, it's, it's very cool, but doing that in, in the Dominican Republic is very complicated because to get all the parts, I have to get it in the U.S., so first I need to wait for them to, to arrive to, to my office and then travel to pick everything up. Oh, so, man, that sounds like a hot nightmare right there. It is, it is, it is. You cannot even imagine. Other than that, uh, I'm into home brewing. That's uh, awesome. Yes, I, I love uh, uh, making craft beers in, in my house. Yeah, that's very cool. We were actually at a craft beer festival um Two days ago on Saturday. Oh, nice, nice. Well, here in in, in my city we celebrate Oktoberfest, so so mm-hmm. this this weekend was 
paradise for me. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, we've we've been. I think we've been to three or four Oktoberfests now this season. Um, I actually worked for about a year in the craft beer industry, um, doing some sales and distribution. So. Oh wow. Um, yeah, very familiar and very big fan of craft beer. We we drink a lot of that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. So what kind of what kind of homebrew do you do? I'm really curious now. Uh, well, uh, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, my favorite kind of beer is IPAs. Um, okay. Actually, uh, I'm kind of being very good at it, uh, making those ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in the DR, we have the problem that the weather is too warm. So right. uh, it's, it's a bit, little bit complicated to have a very good fermentation. Yeah, and you can't do lagers, I'm sure, unless you're digging a pit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so... But yeah, I mean, uh, I try to do it, uh, uh, do some beers at least uh, two times a month. Oh wow, that's actually quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do very big batches though. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I have like six uh, fermenters of one gallon. So okay, uh, six yeah, gallon. I, if you're doing twelve gallons a a month, that's quite a bit of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. Uh, I have a, a lot of friends that love beer, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I so. mean, it's not enough beer, but it's quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, other than that, I, I smoke a lot of cigars at work, but after that, guess what? I, I love smoking cigars. Yeah. So uh, there are some good cigar shops uh, here in Santiago. I usually go to all of them. And you know, uh, uh, spending some time with with family as well and friends are the things yeah. that I usually do. So, uh, when you're not smoking your own brands for research or even just enjoying your own brands, uh, what are some of the other cigars that you've enjoyed throughout the years? And do you have any current favorites that uh, someone else makes? Uh, oof, tough question. Uh, yes, I smoke uh, other other brands than mine. Uh, most of the times, I I, I just uh, smoke the ones that, that that I produce. It's just more convenient. Right. Uh, but but yes, I, I mean there are a lot of very good brands out there uh, that I've tried. Um, actually, uh, I was in in Europe like two weeks ago, and I I brought a box of of a, a Patargas, and they're very very good cigars. Yeah. Mild, but but. Uh, very good and distinctive taste. Uh, I brought all those all a box of Bejiques. was very hard to get it because, for what I heard, a, a Cuban is not shipping any Bejiques anymore right now. Right. Uh, that's actually a, a, a very good cigar. I don't know if you have ha- have had the opportunity to try it. But yeah, I, I've had one. We A buddy of mine and I actually, uh, we had a, a fake one that we knew was fake, and then we also had a real one that we knew was real, and we kind of compared and contrasted, and it was it was very interesting to see how different those two were. <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I enjoy everything. Uh for me, since I'm very used to the Dominic to Dominican tobaccos, uh, when I try something from out of Dominican Republic, I'm very excited about it because uh, my, my my palate is very used to to, to the tobacco from here. Um, usually, when I smoke one, uh, I can kind of tell you what type of of seed I, I'm smoking there. 
I'm not gonna say like I'm a hundred percent. No, gonna know exactly a hundred percent. But I kind of, I, I, I kind of do. When I smoke something from other countries, uh, it kind of blows my mind, you know. Yeah. Uh, when I just have no idea what I'm smoking, so uh, when I have the chance, uh, that that's what I usually try to do. Uh, okay. I actually go every three months to Honduras and Nicaragua. Yeah. So there, I, I have a lot of fun with that. Uh, I usually smoke a lot from from the cigars that are manufacturing in Placencia Cigar Factory. Okay. Tabacos de Oriente in Danli, because that's that's where I go most of the time. Right. And and yes, I, I mean there, there are some good cigars there in 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 both Honduras and Nicaragua that I actually enjoy a lot. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, we. We had a, a fun experience. We had uh, Jose Blanco in in town recently. Well, not that recently anymore. It's probably a year ago now. Um, and he came by and did a blending seminar. And we smoked different cigars and um, different wrappers. And then he had the the group of people try to guess what you know what leaf it was and what country it was from. And it was very fascinating. Um, it was kind of surprising. A lot of us were were correct. Um, you know, it, it is interesting how different the leaf is from each different country and how different the flavors can be. Um, you know, the same plant, essentially, but uh, so many variations and subtle differences. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, uh, since we have uh, that many friends in, in Central America, uh, we usually share different type, type of seeds. Right. And I, I, I can tell you for sure that it's just incredible how the soil and environment of different areas it can make such an impact on the, on the taste of the tobacco. Uh, actually, like probably like a year and a half ago, uh, we were flying with 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 Adele Fernandez, AJ Fernandez, mm-hmm. and he was talking about this this new hybrid tobacco he was growing in Nicaragua. Yeah, uh, he was actually. Uh, coming to the Dominican Republic uh, uh, like two weeks after that, so he promised to bring some some seeds. Uh, we tried the, the the cigars by then, and we were very impressed with, with that tobacco. When he brought the seeds, we were very very excited about growing it here in the Dominican Republic. Uh, we did a little trial with a very small piece of soil, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that the, 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 that tobacco was so bad. Uh, it didn't have a very good results on the uh, on the quantity, uh, and and it was just very bad, very bad cigar to try. <laughs> but it's yeah. just you know different soils, different conditions, and the cigar tastes different, the tobacco tastes different. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you can't you can't get it perfect and correct every time, or anybody would be doing it. You know, it it definitely requires some thought and you know some some trial and failure. That's how it is. Yes. So, um, well, very cool. Very cool. Um, I know we're, we're getting close to running out of time, so I wanted to, uh, find out, you know, a little bit more about yourself. Um, you know, we're always curious. Um, one of the things we have to ask, and I know this is, you know, it's sometimes a very difficult question, sometimes an easy one. Uh, but we're curious if you remember your first ever cigar experience and cigar. Yes, I do remember, uh, I was probably like 12 or 13 years old. Um, uh, my father took me to the factory and I took one cigar and put it in my pocket without him seeing. <laughs> uh, 
when I went back home, uh, I went to the backyard and lighted it up. It was terrible. <laughs> for me, the taste was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I was just too young. I'm not ready for that. Um, I got poisoned with the nicotine, so I started throwing up all over the place. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it was not a good experience at all. Um, after that, i say when I was like 17 years old, I kind of started smoking uh, casually. Uh, when I moved to the to the U.S. to to study, mm-hmm. uh, I started purchasing cigars. Actually, uh, by then was my first IPCPR. Oh, okay. uh, cool! Yeah, that was kind of what made me like, like uh, what uh, what the thing that that made me have the decision decision of doing this my whole life. Uh, so after that, I started smoking different brands, uh, uh, mainly. And when I came back, you know, I was just in love with the industry and, um, and became a, a cigar smoker. Um, now maybe I'm not the best, uh, smoking cigars, but, but, but I do the job, you know? Uh, hey, you know, if you can, if you can light it and get smoke out of it, I think it's a success. Yeah, that's how it is. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be the perfect art that some of the magazines would make it out to be and um, not as difficult as it, it could be, you know. Um, and then uh, I, am, I have one last thing um, that I'm curious about and then anything else that you wanted to talk about, I'm more than happy to. Um, I am a little bit curious if you guys are feeling any of the impact from the FDA changes here in the U.S., and if that's going to have an effect on how you guys focus on European markets um, or your local market more so than the U.S. in the future? Uh, well, yes, uh, there's going to be a very big impact, uh, not only for us, but uh, to everybody. Yeah. Actually, I believe the ones that are going to be more affected are the small factories here in the Dominican Republic. There are uh, dozens of, of factories that they just have no idea what is going on, and right. uh, they're not ready, and probably they're just going to fail. Uh, we are getting ready. We have an attorney working with us, uh, uh, trying to, to, to get adapted to all these new regulations. Um, it's affecting us on the way we're seeing the, the U.S. market. Uh, now we're, we just cannot focus anymore in private labels. Uh, because that's that's that market is gonna be over very soon, right? Uh, we are focusing a little bit more in our own products. Uh, other than that, uh, the sales, uh, like uh, uh, we, uh, some of the brands are are being uh, dropping uh, because of, of of the regulations. And yes, I mean we are uh, already looking for for new the uh, opportunities uh, outside the United States. Uh, it, but it's you know it takes time and 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 I still believe that that the U.S. market is the most important one for the for the cigar industry. Um, really, it is it is it, it, it's the biggest market and sure uh, uh, and it's it's very important. So it's just a matter of getting used to this new regulation. Uh, nobody wants to do it, but I, I mean. See. If if you if you wanna be in this industry, you have to. So yeah, you you really don't have a choice, unfortunately. That's how it is. Um, you know, but um, ultimately, I I think it will. You know, it'll have its silver linings. You know, people will have to raise some standards, and I think it'll weed out some of the the chaff. You know, you'll get a little bit less of the 
not necessarily bad cigars, but the, you know, the afterthoughts or the less thought into cigars, um, you know, and, you know, like you said, some of the smaller companies that might have ended up with something really incredible will fail and not even start to happen anymore. Um, but eventually we'll, I think it'll really, it'll polish the product. It'll, it'll harden the industry and we'll get a little bit better product out of everyone in the end. Um, but ultimately we'll also pay more for that product too. Yeah. The big problem is the amount of cigars we are seeing right now in the cigar shops, uh, you're not going to see it anymore. Now, uh, only a couple of companies are going to be there anytime soon. And I think that's the bad part, you know, uh, for me, I compare a lot of uh, the cigars a lot with, with, with craft beer. I mean, uh, I don't know you, but well, when I go to any bar and I see they have any craft beer, I try to see what's new, yeah. uh, what, what to try. Uh, in the cigar, I believe it's kind of the same, uh, but that's just not going to si- exist anymore. Right. Uh, it's going the opposite, where craft beer has been largely deregulated, um, and they've made it actually easier for people to get into brewing and home brewing. Um, you know, tobacco is going the opposite direction where they're making it, you know, nearly impenetrable to start doing. Yes. So now, uh, so in a couple of years, when you go to a cigar shop, you're not going to even ask what's new. Uh, right. So th- that's terrible. I, I think that that's very bad. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's, you know, it's definitely... Um, it's definitely going to hurt the industry. I don't think we're going to see nearly as many brick and mortar stores. Um, you know, my, my view of the landscape of cigar smokers in the next probably 10 to 15 years is going to be largely mail order and direct it, you know, not even necessarily through, you know, a famous or a cigars international anymore, but you know, we'll order directly from you guys and get them shipped and smoke them in our own homes or our own vehicles. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the, the small brick and mortar mom and pop cigar shops won't be able to operate any longer because, uh, many cities don't even allow you to open a cigar shop anymore. That's um, true. And, you know, the buildings that they will allow you to open a cigar shop have to have, uh, been smoked in previously. So anytime someone goes into that business that doesn't open a cigar or smoking establishment, it's no longer valid as a smoking establishment in the future, which, you know, over time means there will not be any buildings in cities that allow smoking ever again. That's truth. Yeah, it's so, just terrible. It's it's rough. Um, but, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. And, you know. People love cigars, and people are going to continue to smoke them, which means hopefully you guys will be able to continue to make them. Um, And, you know, like I said earlier, and we talked about it, it's not the only market. It is the biggest market currently. Um, But uh, it's not the only market, and I think it'll continue to thrive, and it's just going to change, and the consumers are going to have to learn to change with it, and it's going to be a bumpy few years. It is. It, they will be bumpy, a little bit bumpy, but uh, I think the the industry is not gonna die. No. Uh, so, uh, but yes, I mean, the uh, market just evolves. You know, we just need to to uh, try to ride away the the wave as the wave as much as we can. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, Ram. I really, really do appreciate you coming on the show today, and you're always welcome to join us anytime. 
Um, we typically record on Friday nights, um, occasionally on Saturday nights. Please feel free to check with me anytime you'd like to come on and talk about anything. Um, and then uh, before you go, can you let everyone know how they can find you guys, how they can find up, find out about your brands and where to look for you guys? Sure. Uh, uh, first, our, our website, elartistacigars.com. Uh, that's where you guys gonna get all can get all the information about the company. Also, you guys can you can follow follow us on Instagram, El Artista Cigar, and uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Yes. Very good. And uh, thank you very much for everything. Uh, I really appreciate and and thank you everybody for listening to the show. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. Same for same for you, Dan. All right. Well, let's stay in touch, Ram, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. See you later.